How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Here on WGR. All right, gang, welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary here. We're halfway through Sports Talk Saturday. Of course, if you missed any of our previous segments, you can go to WGR550.com, on-demand audio, and check us out there under podcasts. We're all there all day. We've got uh, Chris Trapasso, who just went up. We did some great draft talk last segment, so make sure you go to on-demand audio if you missed any of that. But let's go back to the West Her Hotline, because joining me now, Sosa Cremenges. Did I get it right? Did I, did I say it right? Because there was a lot of pressure on me, Sosa. Yeah, you did. You nailed it. And they they say I'm not cultured. <laughs> Sosa, first and no, foremost, man, that, that, I'm glad. Now we started off on the right foot. So Sosa, first and foremost, um, Sosa is the host of Lockdown Rams, um, which is the uh, lock and the Lockdown Podcast Network. Of course, you know uh, locally here in Buffalo, we've got Joe Marino who does Lockdown Bills. Sosa does the same version, but in in L.A. And the reason I brought Sosa on today was I don't know if you guys noticed there was a little bit of a trade last week where the Los Angeles Rams decided they were moving on from Jared Goff. They spent a lot to do it and they acquired Matt Stafford. And Sosa, you were the guy that I saw most on my Twitter feed talking about and reacting. And I, I'm genuinely interested to kind of hear sort of what happened in the time between like week 14, 15, 16 to the offseason where they lose in a playoff game and ultimately move on from their quarterback. And, you know, it, it's not a non-consequential move. I mean, this is it could ultimately be a franchise-altering move for them for the good because I think a lot of people agree that Matt Stafford is the upgrade in the situation. But talk a little bit about what happened, the deterioration of Jared Goff and maybe, you know, Sean McVay and that relationship, what ultimately led to, you know, him getting traded. Yeah, it's a very fascinating dynamic because, uh, you know, Sean McVay and, and general manager Les Snead were, for at least, you know, the better part of the last two, three years, were adamant that Jared Goff was a guy and, you know, they always had his back and everything like that. But, you know, going into this season, I think um, – just uh, another form of regression for him. I, I think it was just starting to become tiresome. You know, you've seen him regress from 2018 going into 2019, and then again from 2019 going into this season, 2020. And ultimately, when you look back now, you know, on the offense and maybe even the whole team in specific, uh, and you key point and you label the quarterback, specifically Jared Goff, as the weak point, you know, the liability of everyone around him, it starts to become an issue. And, you know, the Rams obviously decided to pay him in 2019 prior to the season. A lot of money. I believe it was roughly around $35 million per year. And, you know, when you give a guy that contract, you're expecting him to not only step up and start to progress, but he now needs to, you know, make up for the loss of the players that are, you know, inevitably going to happen to the roster because you paid your quarterback. Um, he's got to now pick up his play and kind of make the guys around him better. 
and that just didn't happen this season. And so, you know, when you look back to when he got hurt in the Seattle game, I believe it was week 16 now, he broke his thumb. He actually finished that game. His backup came in the next week in week 17, John Wolford. And Wolford is a guy who, you know, he's very mobile. He's uh, willing to push the ball downfield. And we started to see the offense actually open up in week 17 with the backup quarterback mm-hmm. in on the offense. And that's something that is obviously just completely unknown and should never be the case. Your backup quarterback should not you know, be able to run more of the offense as opposed to the starter. And I think, you know, the willingness to push the ball downfield and the mobility and those kind of things, I think opened up Sean McVay's eyes to the possibilities that, you know, maybe he is leaving a little bit or maybe a lot of his offense on the table because of Jared Goff's flaws. And, you know, when you look back to the playoff game, the Rams elected to go with their backup quarterback over the guy they paid $135 million after one start in his career. And, you know, that basically signaled the end. And when you look back now, the press conferences from Sean McVay, Les Snead, postseason, they both refused to commit to Jared Goff, and that was very unlike them because they've been, you know, having his back, like, deciferously for, you know, the last couple of years. And, um, you know, that was pretty much the end. They were asked, you know, is this your guy? Are you going to commit to him on the roster? And they said, you know, we're looking to upgrade everyone on the roster and we're not going to commit to anything right now. And ultimately, that's, I guess, how uh, things folded, you know, unfolded and, you know, I guess they viewed Matt Stafford as a guy that can help them take that next step and be that franchise quarterback, and so they made the move. So answer me this, and I'm going to ask you to speculate here. Is this move made if if Matt Stafford in particular is not available? Let's just say Detroit, Dan Campbell comes in, and Matt Stafford's like, I love this guy, I love the kneecap thing, like I'm going, I'm, I'm riding this back, I'm finishing my career in Motown. If that happens, is Jared Goff the quarterback in L.A. in 2021? You know, I don't think he would be. Um, Interesting. They, they suggested, yeah, they, there was some big media um, in the NFL that suggested that if the Rams cannot trade Jared Goff, I believe this was from Ian Rappaport, actually, they're going to have an open quarterback competition going into the offseason between Goff and the backup John Wolford. And, I mean, that, that's just not possible. You're, yeah. you're not going to have a $135 million guy on, on the bench. And, I mean, if you're already thinking about potentially benching this guy for a guy who started one NFL game in his life, and, you know, as his backup who's making $900,000, that's the beginning of the end. And so, you know, I think the Rams would have been happy to go into the season with John Wolford and maybe um, another veteran, maybe someone like a Tyrod Taylor kind of guy. But, um, you know, ultimately, this is a team that I won't say doesn't value first-round picks, but is clearly not afraid to go make the move. We've seen it, you know, year after year from Jalen Ramsey, two first-round picks last season to now. And, um, you know, I guess they viewed Stafford as a guy that's going to allow them to open up that offense. And I ultimately agree and think that it was a smart move by uh, the front office. Well, considering, too, I mean, the age, I mean, you guys mortgaged, I would say, some of the future in order to win now with Matt Stafford, who's 32 years old. I mean, he's not young anymore. He's had a lot of injuries. He's taken a lot of hits over the course of his career. I think he's, is he 32? Is he 34? Um, regardless, he's, you know, young, mid to young 30s um, for a guy who's 26 years old. I mean, that is a, that is a major... That's a major leap. Um, does that at all play in the backs of you know maybe Rams fans' mind that like, hey, you know, I, I, we like this move for right now, but we could be sacrificing potential future success. And the only reason I think that is Jalen Ramsey's a young guy. Jalen Ramsey's going to be on this team for the next five, seven, eight years. How long is Matt Stafford going to be around playing at the level that's you know worthwhile for them? And and they're actually getting the benefit of of that trade. So like ultimately, are, do do you think this is? Less need very much signaling we are in win now, and if we can't win now, who cares about five years from now? 
You know, I think it is to some degree. Um, and what's funny enough is Matt Stafford, I think, just turned 33 this week or is turning 33 this week. So, um, like you said, you know, they are mortgaging some of that future for sure for the immediate success. But at the end of the day, um, you know, they said the same things in 2018, that the Rams were in a win-now mode and they have two years and in two years they're going to have to blow it all up. And here we are again. You know, they just uh, won another playoff game. They made the playoffs once again. And, you know, you are correct for sure to some degree that they are mortgaging some of this future, you know, on a veteran quarterback, a guy who's probably not going to hang around very long. My guess is, you know, they can at least get two years out of him from that contract at minimum. And if he's interested in continuing to play, you know, you see guys like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, guys that lasted, you know, close to their 40s or even into their 40s. And so I'm not suggesting that Stafford is going to want to play necessarily until 40, but this is a guy who has a lot of arm strength. Bills fans are going to know what that's like watching Josh Mm -hmm. Allen. Um, you know, he's probably going to deteriorate maybe a little bit slower than a lot of guys just because he has so much advantage when it comes to his arm. And, um, you know, so as long as, you know, he's willing to stay, I believe the Rams are going to be happy to at least give him that job for, you know, the foreseeable future. But I do think that when you look at guys like Aaron Donald, 29 years old, you know, closing in on 30, um, you look at the defense last year, the number one defense in football, I think they just view the quarterback spot as a liability and, this is their window, and, you know, they're going to try to capitalize. And uh, I can't necessarily disagree, and it's fun watching a team win, you know, double-digit wins every season, go to the playoffs. Ultimately, it's probably going to come back to bite them at some point, but so far they've done a good job, you know, drafting in the middle rounds and, and refreshing their talent on the roster with young players, whether that be through, you know, the draft or free agency or the waiver wire even. And they've done a good job balancing a high-end roster with guys that are getting paid a lot of money, like Aaron Donald and Ramsey, and then guys that are playing for cheap but still performing well. So, you know, ultimately this is probably going to come back to them at some point in the future. But for now, it definitely looks like they think that their window is open and they're going to try to capitalize. Sosa Kremenges here, host of the Lockdown Rams podcast, joining us here on the Wester Hotline, talking some Rams football. And Sosa, the other thing I wanted to kind of ask you about is the the pending free agents on on your team. And and one guy that, you know, I think Bills fans have started to dial in on, and and it's particularly because of what Bills general manager Brandon Bean talked about at nauseum um, in his postseason press conference was needing more from the tight end position. And Gerald Everett is kind of the guy that I'm looking at. I know a lot of Bills fans really have their eye on Jonu Smith. I just think, you know, maybe Gerald Everett gives you almost everything Smith gives you, but maybe slightly um, less on the salary cap, which we know every team, over half the teams in the NFL right now, are over the salary cap going into the offseason. The Bills aren't one of them, but they are in a a, a cap crunch. Tell me a little bit about Gerald Everett. Um, I, I think mostly both tight ends in the offense in L.A. the last two years have been pretty underutilized. Um, but what is a team that might be going out and signing a Gerald Everett getting? Um, and is there, do you think, some untapped potential that he just wasn't able to see in that offense based on all the weapons? I do think that that's the case. So Everett was the first pick by Sean McVay as a head coach in 2017. They traded back in the second round. I believe, ironically enough, actually with the Bills. Um, they traded back in the second round. And they drafted Gerald Everett, I believe, it was 45th overall. And this is a guy who, you know, moonlights as as a big receiver, as they call him, you know, a slot receiver type. Um, essentially, a pseudo receiver. He's a very good after the catch threat. Uh, he's a guy who I think has a lot of untapped potential. And like you mentioned, the Rams, for whatever reason, haven't utilized their tight end position a lot in the offense. Tyler Higby, not a guy who you know seen the ball a ton. Gerald Everett, again, once again, same thing. Um, and the Rams ultimately drafted a tight end in the fourth round last year, Bryce Perkins, or sorry, Bryson Hopkins, and um, that is a similar style of player to Everett. So we can assume that the Rams are going to be moving on, essentially, especially when you consider how bad they are on the cap right now. 
Now, as, as for ever, you know, I think he's a solid route runner. Uh, he's got good hands. And like I said, I think the best part of his game is the ability to catch the ball and then create yardage after the catch. He's very good in that regard. Uh, similar to Johnny Smith, both guys were very, very productive with the ball in their hands. And uh, he's got a lot of speed. He can be a mismatch weapon. And I think that's something that the Rams maybe regret, maybe not, but something that they definitely didn't tap into is that, you know, this is a guy who you can flex out wide against a safety, against a linebacker, whatever it may be, and he's going to cause some mismatch opportunities. He's going to be a problem for defenses to defend. Uh, I think he's a guy who can, you know, line up wide, out wide. He can line up in the slot. He's not your traditional tight end. He's not really going to put his hand in the dirt and, you know, line up next to a tackle and get down and dirty in the running game necessarily. He can do it, but, you know, that's not the strength of his game. And I do think that there's definitely some untapped potential there, and I do think that, you know, if someone's willing to utilize him a little bit more in the passing game and just get a little bit more creative with that position, uh, that we can see him kind of take that next step in his potential. So the other guy that I'm I'm maybe most interested in just from a uh, what he's been able to do this year is Leonard Floyd, um, who completely and at like 180'd his value um, by signing the deal in Los Angeles after what I think everyone would agree was a really disappointing start to his career in Chicago. But listen, you know, being a, a hand in the ground guy next to uh, right next to Aaron Donald, I mean, is, it, that's as good of a spot to rebuild your value. Value as Leonard Floyd or anybody could ever want from the from an edge position. Talk to me about whether or not you believe that wherever Leonard Floyd goes, he's going to have similar or maybe even if it's just a small step down, but that you believe the type of player that we saw in 2020 is the type of player that another team can expect? Or or do you believe that maybe a team is going to be playing with fire there, um, signing him to a potentially large deal and maybe not getting nearly the production that we saw him have in 2020 on that defense? Yeah, it pays to play next to Aaron Donald, right? Um, you look at Dante Fowler, who the Rams traded for two years ago, goes on to sign a big money deal last year Oof. with the Atlanta Falcons right. agency due to the Aaron Donald effect. And now you see it happen again with Leonard Floyd. And, um, you know, I would be very reserved, very cautious about who you're getting there. You know, he is a solid player. I think he's an elite run defender. I don't know if there's an edge defender in football that sets the edge like Leonard Floyd does right now. Um, he's very long, very strong. He's just very good at setting the edge and holding contain on the end there. But when you look at his pass rushing abilities, you know, I still think even with his 10.5 sacks this past season, that he left a little bit to be desired. I mean, he has a lot of pass rushing snaps under his name, specifically this past season. And they weren't very high-quality sacks. There was a lot of clean-up sacks. Um, you know, obviously Aaron Donald is going to get double, triple teamed more often than any other player probably on defense. And that's going to open up things for Leonard Floyd and guys like Leonard Floyd. They're going to go against, you know, lesser talented guys. They might go against tight ends on certain snaps. Uh, the Rams and defensive coordinator Brandon Staley love to run all kinds of exotic blitzes and stunts up front. So it wasn't like a lot of one-on-one, me versus you, let me, you know. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.